ladies, I'm Jasmine Williams, a real estate investment coach and financial womanpreneur. I'm here to prove that you have what it takes to make a killing through real estate investments and home ownership. Welcome to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast, a girlfriend's guide to financial freedom, home ownership, and investing. Does this sound too good to be true? I'm right here as proof that it's possible. Just a few years ago, I was a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, desperately trying to keep it all together. After learning more about money planning, I saw the amazing potential in my finances and I've never looked back. I've seen far too many women battling to build a legacy that they can be proud of, and it all comes down to getting your personal finances in check. But for that, you need a growth strategy, which begins with understanding what's stunting your financial progression. We'll cover how to start from scratch and what it takes to get your finances in alignment with your goals. I'm proud of you for taking the initiative to listen. This is gonna be your first step. Welcome to the green community, let's get started. exciting because last week I announced our Fire Up Your Finance program, but this week I am now talking about the meat and potatoes of when it comes to actually purchasing your first home. I know that a lot of us are just trying to get this done, right? And you're just like, Jasmine, I just want to get this done. I don't know how it's going to work, but I just know that things are going to work out. And so while I want to go ahead and make sure that you guys understand. I also want to give you some gems just in case you're not local to the Philadelphia area and you're like, okay, I need to be able to do this on my own. All of these steps are things that you can do on your own. Our program does really cater to and really help you um, kind of push you along and push you along faster with a professional who actually has been through this with several and zillions of clients and things like that. But at the same point, You can do this on your own. So let me go ahead and start and talk about the reviews that we're getting because we are, you guys, I just, it just amazes me. And the reason why it amazes me is because I sat for so long not doing a podcast. I was like, you know what? Who really wants to hear um, Jasmine Williams, uh, this little girl from Philly, uh, do a podcast about something that is her passion that you know, I didn't even think that people really cared about finance and personal finance. Uh, I knew that I needed to serve women and it was something that I was called to do, but I didn't necessarily think that it was just going to be something that would gravitate and folks would just like literally just want to listen to it every week. Like, where's the podcast? What's going on? So I am grateful to you all. Um, I appreciate you. I thank you. I have so much gratitude because again, you don't have to do this. Like you don't have to listen. You can literally just scroll by and listen to somebody else and you decide to listen to me. And then in addition to listening to me, you go ahead and leave a review and just something that is encouraging and gets me on. So one of the things that I got was from Kim lives here. Jasmine is a great educator and is committed to helping women build wealth. She has great resources. You will learn a lot. I love that. Like, that's amazing. Thank you, Kim. Um, So appreciate all of the love. Like I said, um, every time that this love comes through, it really just helps the podcast. It not only helps the podcast, but it honestly helps me so that I know that I am making a difference and that some of this stuff is actually sticking. So as long as it's sticking and as long as you guys are actually getting something out of it, I'm just going to keep coming with the concept. Like one, two, I'm going to keep coming with it because I know that women need this and not 
not only do women need this, they are they need to have it in a safe space where they can ask questions and not feel intimidated. And that's here. So let's go ahead and get right into the content today because I want to make sure that you guys understand the three ways or the three things that you need to do in order to be mortgage ready or be able to buy a home, home ready. Those are the things that we're going to cover today. And I promise you, you're going to leave with one or two things that you're going to be like, oh, you know what? I didn't think of it like that. Right. And so that's my goal here. So the first thing is, is that you want to know how much you can spend or you want to spend, right? A lot of times when we are purchasing our first home, we're trying to like, I don't know, like we're making sure that the mortgage officers are make are letting us know how much we should be able to spend on our first home. And that's just not something that you want to do. You want to walk in with a sound mind, knowing that this is what you can afford and this is what you can afford for your pocketbook. A lot of times folks are just going through and purchasing something that doesn't make sense for their pocketbook. And we can't have that. We want you to go ahead and purchase something that makes sense for you. Not for Jasmine, not for Bree, not for Jen, not for the, the, makes sense for you. And because it makes sense for you, then you feel a lot comfortable um, or a lot more comfortable when it comes down to the purchase. I know that women take this information and they go to the moon with it. And the reason why I know that is because women like structure. We need to know what that end goal looks like. And that's when we know, hey, I am ready to make this decision and I'm ready to make this commitment to myself to go ahead and accomplish this goal. And so if they don't have an end in mind, like, okay, this is what the roadmap looks like, then they're not going to take action. So I know this of women and that's why I've created so many things and so much content around the roadmap because I know that women go need to go ahead and get this in order. So the rule of thumb is that you want to um, have about 28% of your monthly income. And that's before taxes that is contributed or that is designated for your monthly mortgage payment. Obviously, less is better, but 28% is a great uh, little um, percentage for you to actually have together. If it's 28%, then you know that you're able to typically cover um, that first or that mortgage payment in your actual uh, like one um, one paycheck. And so you want to go ahead and do that. So the calculation, just say if you bring home or you make $50,000 a year, that's about $4,100 a month. And if you take 28% of that, that's about $1,100 that you are able to spend on a mortgage and it's deemed as being comfortable, right? And so that's really just taking into account that, you don't have any other debt, right? So when you are thinking about the debt that you may have, you want to go ahead and take that time to, to look at the other debt that you may have. So this is like really just saying, okay, I don't have much debt, maybe a credit card here or there. I can afford the max on $1,100 as far as my monthly payment. Now, if you have a car note or high student loans or things like that, then it's going to be a little bit you know, the, the numbers may shift, but this is a good rule of thumb. 28% is something that you can pay attention to and that you can say, you know what, this makes sense and this is comfortable. And when you're doing your budget, these numbers kind of fit into a piece. So it's like a puzzle, right? And so this is one of the things that you can use as a rule of thumb to say, you know what, this is going to be something that's very comfortable for me. So the next thing is that you want to go ahead and look at 
your debt, right? So now we're talking about your debt, right? So you want to look at your debt. So if you're looking at credit cards, if you're looking at uh, car loans, um, if you're looking at, I'm trying to think of other things that would be common, other things like maybe even business debt, student loans, things like that, then you want to incorporate that. But you don't want that monthly payment to go over about 35%. Really 35% of all debt on your take-home pay that is, uh, yeah, you want to stay less than that. Because again, you don't want to be what they call house poor. Being house poor is no fun. Um, I did it, right? Um, I was one of those people that was just like, okay, I can do this. Um, at first, it was going to be like, okay, I can go ahead and do this and we can live in the better schools and things like that. And it was just like, we couldn't make a move. If anything went wrong, then the whole financial picture just blew the hell up. And I don't want that for you, right? I want you to be able to say, okay, I can comfortably go ahead and pay for these things and pay my house payment without having to stress. Um, And a lot of times that's why people do house hacking and all the things um, in order to supplement their payments so that they're not stressed out about what they have going on. And so I do recommend that for sure. And we'll talk about house hacking in a whole nother podcast, but it's a great recommendation because you want to make sure that you are going to ahead and not stretching yourself so thin that you're just like, you know what, I, this is hard for me to do. Um, nobody wants to be stressed out in this situation. This situation is supposed to be building wealth, building confidence, getting you out of um, some financial depression and things like that. So you want to make a sound decision when you're walking into this. The next thing that you want to do is you want to go ahead and look at and create a budget, right? And so that budget and savings plan, I talk about this. I'm going to talk about this until I'm blue in the face, like literally, like I love y'all, but I'm literally going to talk about this until I'm blue in the face because I believe this. This is what I believe. I believe that you need to have a budget. I need, I need you to have a savings plan. I need you to have a plan with your money that you are telling your money what to do and not your money telling you what to that's all that means that we have to sit down and figure out exactly what has to happen I promise you I promise you that this is going to take you to new heights and new levels when you take control of your money I can't stress that enough right so what I recommend that you do is you create that plan. Um, I had a, a client that had wanted to purchase a house in Delaware. She actually s- settled a couple weeks ago um, and she wanted to purchase a $200,000 house. It Once we sat down and did the numbers and we saw what the average $200,000 house, what the mortgage um, would look like, what the taxes would look like, all of the things, then we worked backwards. So we put together a plan that says, okay, this is what you have to do go ahead and get this done. That's it. We never had to look at anything else because she knew that Jasmine, this is what I want to do. I don't need to try to recreate something, right? I need to just go ahead and get this done. So that's what she did. So what she did was she went ahead and she created that plan. We went ahead and looked at how much she would need for a down payment. She wanted to put down three and a half percent. And then on the, on top of that, she saved some for her closing costs. So she needed about $10,000 to close on this property. We did get some grant money and things like that, but she needed $10,000. So she saved that. So she went ahead and she figured that out, right? So we worked backwards. In our program, we create a plan for each person so that they know exactly what they need. And it's not just like, I think, I'm not sure, I'll believe. No. 
is this is what it is, right? And so $10,000 is what she needed. She went ahead and um, she we did it over a six month period. Um, so that was about about sixteen hundred dollars a month that she had to save. Right. So that was a, a good amount. Right. It was a good, a nice amount. But she wanted to do this. She knew that she could comfortably work or um, she wanted to. She did um, Uber Eats and um, another food delivery service. Um, and she knew that she could comfortably do this. And so she knew that she could do that five days a week. And she did. And so for five days, she literally went ahead and um, after work, after she got off work, she would just literally go into Uber Eats. Um, She did um, the grocery drop off service. And so when she did that, she did all of these things and she knew that she needed to make $85 a day, work five days a week. If she made $85 a day, she would hit her goal in six months. She did. My recommendation to her, and she of course took my recommendation because she was I was helping her with her credit. So she wasn't just gonna just not take my advice and she was actually in our program and really wanting me to help her. So um she went ahead and put that money into a high yield interest savings account. And you can look up that high yield interest savings account at bankrate.com and it's gonna show you all the banks in your area that have the highest yield interest rates. Now, obviously you're not gonna get a ton of money off of this. It's not the stock market. It's not something that is really a high risk. So you're not gonna get high reward, but it's a lot better than putting it into something that you're just not getting anything. So she did and she literally had that account connected to her her food service account. So whatever app she was using to get those deliveries. And when she did that, the money started growing and growing and growing. And after month one and after month two, she's like, oh my goodness, I'm just accumulating money. I'm not touching it. I'm just going ahead and doing it. I would say, I think five and a half months, she was at $10,000. She was just grinding. And that's something that you can do as well. So you want to go ahead and set those goals. But if you don't know what the end is, if you're saying, oh, I'm purchasing a house, but you don't know how much you need to actually purchase the house, then all of this is going to be something that you're going to think that you can't achieve because you don't have a goal set. And so that's the reason why we put something in motion, something that makes sense and not just, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and then it doesn't happen. So. That's one of the things that I want to make sure that you guys are setting a goal for yourself. The next thing is that um, you want to check in on your credit report. So I talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. The credit report is the most important part. You don't want to look at the score. The score is great. I for sure know that if we get a, a, a good credit score, then everybody is happy. But the credit score that you see is not the credit score that the mortgage company is going to be able to see. And so they're going to see something that's very different. It's measured different. All of the factors are different that goes into that actual score. So you would never be able to see that as a consumer. So my suggestion is that you look at the actual credit report. Look at the report. You don't want to have any collections that are over $1,000. You don't want to have any late payments that have been happened in the last year. And then from there, you absolutely don't want to have any credit cards that are over 50% of the utilization. You want to get all of those credit cards at least paid down. You really want to have them in that 25% range, but 50% is a good way to start. Go ahead and get those things. Run those numbers today. I want you to go ahead Click the link in our show notes so that you can run your credit report on the app that I recommend. It's amazing. That's actually who 
is bringing you this episode today, Identity IQ. Click there so you can get a free trial and then go ahead and look at your finances. You want to see, okay, I've been working at this job. I have two years of tax returns. Now I need to figure out how much I can actually afford. Do that simple calculation. Take 28% so that you can see exactly how much you can spend. And then let's work backwards, right? Let's look at the houses. If you know that you can afford a uh, $1,100 mortgage, then let's look what $1,100 mortgage in your area gets you. And as long as you can do that and figure out how those numbers work, I promise you that goal that you have set that you're going to be a homeowner is a lot closer just because you took the time to outline a plan and it's not something that's just telling you what to do. I really, really know. I, I, I can testify that this works. This outline works. This works so good that so many people have used it that they're just like, Jasmine, I don't think I would have ever gotten here if I didn't have something that was clear, concise. So while I believe that you guys can do this on your own, I want to absolutely let you know that the doors of fire up your finances are open. Fire Up Your Finances is one of those programs that you are going to have a memorable experience because you're going to have transformation in your life when it comes to your personal finances. And in addition to it being of transformation, it's also going to be one of those things that you're going to say, why didn't I do this sooner, right? And so we want you all to take advantage of what you have, um, take advantage of all the resources that I have compiled over the years and make sure that you are taking action today. The doors are open. My calendar is open. I haven't opened my calendar in over, I don't know, maybe about a year and a half now. And so the the doors are open. Um, you can schedule a time to meet with me or a time to uh, to talk to me um, on our link. And if you have any questions in the meantime, I hang out on IG and I answer all of my DMs. Make sure if you're not already, go ahead and follow me at Green Real Estate Mom because that's where I'm hanging out and that's where I answer a lot of questions. I get those questions. Um, I use that for content if it's something that I know a lot of people are going to need uh, help with. And if, if not, I'll answer your question and hopefully um, it's going to be of service to you. I appreciate you. I have so much gratitude and you guys just um, hanging out with me today. Make sure that you go ahead and you schedule some time to talk to me. And also, if you can't, if you're just like, Jasmine, I'm not necessarily ready for a realtor or I'm not necessarily ready for someone that's going to push me to the to my max, then go ahead and outline those steps for yourself today. Take a look at your credit report. Go ahead and figure out how much you can actually afford when it comes to your mortgage payment. And then lastly, go ahead and kind of pull that thing together so you can be able to say, okay, this is how much I need saved. This is how much, you know, all of the things. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I I can't wait to hear what happens with your plans. And please, as always, keep me in your prayers. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you, you all soon. I'm so happy that you joined me for this episode of the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. If you can take anything away from today, I hope you know that your financial future is in your control and I'm living proof. Home ownership and real estate investing is for every woman. And I would love it if you would take some time to share this podcast to help others feel empowered and in control of their future too. 
take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your Instagram. Tag me at Green Real Estate Mom so we can connect. On Facebook, join the Green Everything community so that we can chat about the latest episode. See you next week.